is Evan Wynn, and welcome to the Sports Weekly Podcast. And in this episode, we'll be previewing all the NBA season this year. I'll be predicting the divisions, the playoff standings, giving you my award predictions, and then my playoff predictions for the year. So starting in the Atlantic Division, we at number one, I had the Philadelphia 76ers. At two, I have the Celtics. At three, I had the Toronto Raptors. At four, I had the Brooklyn Nets. And at five, I had the Knicks. 76ers is kind of self-explanatory. They went in and brought in Al Horford on, I think it was a three- or four-year deal. And then they got Josh Richardson in the Jimmy Butler trade. So I feel like that's a tall lineup. Like, everybody in that line in that starting lineup is over six with six. I feel like that'll help them a lot. And they're all pretty talented. They all averaged at least 15 points per game last year. So I feel like that'll – actually, I don't think Horford averaged 15 they all averaged over 10. There we go. And then for the Celtics at 2, they they lost Kyrie and Kemba. Not Kyrie and Kemba. Kembry, Kyrie and Al Horford. But they brought in Kemba Walker and an S. Canner. Canner's not Horford, but he could he could play as well as Horford did for them. And then at 3, I have the Raptors. And the reasoning for that is... I. They lost Kawhi, so I mean that makes them kind of an automatic loser in the offseason because they lost him. But this is still a decent team. I mean, they got Kyle Lowry, who just signed a one year, $33 million extension with the team. They got Pascal Siakam, who just signed a four year extension. They got, like, even Serge Ibaka, he could do something maybe off the bench. And then at four, I have the Knicks. This kind of seems like a hot take because of the fact that. Yes, I know they brought in Kyrie and they brought in KD. But KD's not playing. He's out for the year. Even though there is speculation he'll play, he's not going to. So, that's why I had them in fourth. You could put them over the Raptors, but I just don't feel like it'll happen. And then in fifth, I had the Knicks for very obvious reasons. I don't think I need to go over that. So now in the Central Division, at number one, I had the Milwaukee Bucks. At two, I had the Indiana Pacers. Three, the Chicago Bulls. Four, the Pistons. And five, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So at number one, I have the Bucks for obvious reasons. Giannis, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton. That's pretty obvious why I have them there. At two, I got the Pacers. Even though I, some people may have them sliding down to third. I don't think they'll slide to third. Even though Victor Oladipo probably won't start. I haven't. It's been really confusing on whether they're going to have him playing to start the year or not. I haven't heard anything. So, but even then, I got Brock. This is their starting. This is probably their starting lineup. With Vic. Brogdon, Vic, um, TJ Warren, DeMontis Sabonis, and Miles Turner. And I saw some hot take thing that they would trade Sabonis. They're not going to trade Sabonis. I don't know why you would do that. And three, I have the Bulls ahead of the Pistons. And that also seems like a hot take. Reasoning for that, why I have them there, is because. Their offseason, and then Zach Levine. Zach Levine averaged 24 points per game last year. Kind of underrated. No one ever really noticed it. So, and then they brought in Cody White, which I feel like they should probably start him at point guard, not Sadoransky. And then they brought in Thaddeus Young, who will probably come off the bench behind Laurie Markkinen. Wendell Carter's pretty good. Laurie Markkinen's good. They're really, their only weakness is kind of small forward. I don't know who you're going to put there. But it's a good team. Like, if you really think about it, they're a good team. And four, I have the Pistons. Please get Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond help, please. 
They deserve it. Andre Drummond deserves a ring for all the rebounds he gets. And then in five, I have the Cavs for obvious reasons. And now in the Southeast Division, at number one, I have the Miami Heat. Number two, the Hawks. Three, the Magic. Four, the Wizards. And five, the Hornets. Now, the reason I have the Heat at number one, now, it you could put the Magic there, but I don't think they'll get it. I don't think they do it this year. I think last year... They barely got into the playoffs with a miracle run there at the end of the season, even though they play good defense. And Vucevic was a 20-point-per-game scorer last year. He probably will keep that up, but I don't think their defense is as good as it is last year. And I think for the Heat, why they're at number one in my eyes is because of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler helped them out exponentially. That helped them out a lot. I mean, you got Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, who's probably my pick for most improved player of the year in 10th. And then the Wizards, I have them in 4th. They're not going to have John Wall all year. Free Bradley Beal, please. And then at 5, I have the Hornets. They're obviously the worst team in the league. There's not much to say about that at all, really. So the reason I have the Hawks at 2. It's because of Trey Young and that young core that they have there. Trey Young is a Trey Young's a top ten point guard in my eyes. He is. Actually, no, he's not in the top ten. He's a top fifteen point guard in my eyes. He can. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. I don't know how he wasn't in the three point contest last year. John Collins. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Kevin Herter is also going to be pretty good in my eyes in the future. He'll probably be really good. And then they just brought in DeAndre Hunter, who was one of the best defenders in college basketball last year. So I think that's a good young core for that Hawks team. So that's why I have them in second. So now into the Western Conference Northwest Division. At number one, I have the Denver Nuggets. At two, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Three is the Utah Jazz. Number four, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And number five, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I have the Nuggets at number one for obvious reasons. They kept Jamal Murray there. He's going to be there for a good long while now. They got Jokic. They got him still. He's a dark horse MVP candidate in my eyes. And then they also brought back guys like Will Barton, who can make an impact whenever. Gary Harris, he's pretty good. And they also got Paul Millsap in there, too. And they also acquired Jeremy Grant, who I feel like they should probably bring off the bench, not... Not bring Millsap off the bench, put um, Millsap in the start. Then at number two, I had the Trailblazers, so I feel like easily could win this division, but I don't think they will. Now I think Damian Lillard, he's probably like a top seven MVP candidate this year. CJ McCollum, vast, vastly underrated in my eyes. Joseph Nurkic, I don't know when they're going to get him back. I haven't heard much about his injury since he got hurt last year. They got Hassan Whiteside, though, for that situation. I mean, even Kent, Baze, Kent Bazemore, he looked good in the preseason when I got to watch him. He looked really good. And then three, I have the Jazz. And I feel like they could easily, also easily win this division because this this team is good. This is their starting lineup. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Ingles. You could rotate those two. I don't know how you would. but And then Rudy Gobert. I mean, that's, that's a Really good starting line. Most of those guys average over 15 points per game. Actually, all of them did. Joe Ingles, great three-point shooter. Bogdanovich, great three-point shooter. Rudy Gobert, great defender. Donovan Mitchell, great scorer. 
Mike Conley. Very underrated. So that's why I have them. They could easily win that division. At four, I have the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns is a good player. I just don't think that's enough. But he's going to be really good. He could be an MVP candidate here in the upcoming future. And then I also feel like they trade Wiggins. Then at five, I have the Thunder. This Thunder team, they're kind of underrated, but I don't think they get it done. And Chris Paul's the best player on that team, and he's 35. So I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, yeah, you got Gallinari, but that's not much. I mean, you got Dennis Schroeder. That's just not good enough in my eyes to get it done for them to finish above fifth. So, yeah, that's the Northwest Division. So now on to the Pacific Division. At number one, I have the Clippers. Two, I have the Lakers. Three is the Golden State Warriors. Number four, the Sacramento Kings. And then five, the Phoenix Suns. Now I have the Clippers at number one, not the Lakers. I put the LA Clippers there. And for reasons being, I feel like Kawhi is either the first or second best player in the NBA. I feel like he is. I think he's better than LeBron. LeBron's getting up there in age. Anthony Davis, you got to hope he doesn't get hurt. This conversation shifted from the Clippers to the Lakers. But going back to the Clippers, they brought in Paul George, an MVP candidate. I guess you did have to sacrifice like four or five of your future assets and then give up a second-year player and then one of your best players from last year, which I know they probably didn't want to do. But to get Kawhi there, they probably would have had to get Paul George. So that helped them out a lot. So, I mean, I feel like that was probably a better move than waiting a lot down the line to try to get it. There was no guarantee that Jago Alexander was going to pan out. There was no guarantee. Even though he looked good in his rookie year, there was no guarantee he was going to get any better. So then I talked about the Lakers kind of already. They're kind of boomer bust. I don't know how they're going to be. Now on to the Warriors. I am a Warriors fan, yes, I am. This, I was really upset that they lost Kevin Durant, but I also knew he was hurt, so it wouldn't have mattered. So I, I was like, okay, okay, that's not that. We brought back Clay Thompson. I was really happy about that. I liked that move. Giving him a max. They brought in D'Angelo Russell. They traded Iguodala, which I was pretty sad about. But bringing in D'Angelo Russell, who was a 20-point scorer. Then you got Steph Curry. He brought in Willie Cauley-Stein, but he's hurt right now. Your small forward position is what is scaring me about this team. Is the small forward position. I mean, I don't know who you play. They just waved Alfonso McKinney, which I was hoping, which I don't know why they did. In my eyes, he probably should have been the starting small forward. But, yeah, whatever. And then at power forward, you got Draymond Green, the, the best defender in the NBA. No, okay, the second best defender behind um, Rudy Gobert. And then the Sacramento Kings. I think this team is very, very close. I think this team could possibly make the playoffs, but I don't think it's this year. I think they're very close, though. I mean, a team like that with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, one of the two of the best players, two top 100 players in my eyes, that team should probably be better than. I mean, even Marvin Bagley, like he he could probably win Most Improved Player this year. And then at five, I have the Suns. Even though the Suns, I feel like, will be better than they were last year. I don't think they get out of the basement of that division. So that's the Pacific Division. So now into the Southwest Division. At number one, I have the Rockets. Two, I have 
the San Antonio Spurs, three the Pelicans, four the Mavericks, and five the Memphis Grizzlies. So at number one, I have the Rockets for obvious reasons. They have James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Even though there's no guarantee that that pans out, I don't think they're, they'll probably win the title. I don't think they're even get close, actually. I think they'll probably lose in the second round of the playoffs. And then, at, I mean, that team, they got to get a better supporting cast. I mean, Eric Gordon is... Mm, P.J. Tucker, mm, Clint Capella, mm, maybe a little bit better. And then, I mean, that team, I don't know how they're going to do. I mean, that's anybody's guess. And then at two, I was rotating between the Pelicans and Spurs. I took the Spurs because of what I found out today. Zion's going to miss six to eight weeks after tearing his meniscus. So I took the Spurs ahead of them. Even though once Zion comes back, I have a feeling that the that the Pelicans could jump them, even though I don't think they might. Actually, they might. I'm going to put the Pelicans at two. So they got Zion. He'll be out for six to eight weeks. So in my eyes, what you do until you get him back, you have Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, slide Derek Favors up to power forward, and then start Jackson Hayes. That's what I think you should do. Now, that's still a good lineup until Zion gets back and that you get Zion back, move Derek Favors back to center, and then have Hayes come off the bench. That's probably the sixth man. Then at three, I got the Spurs. This Spurs team, I'm very confused. They don't have a lot of stars. They got LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Two elite players, and then it's kind of a question mark. I mean, but DeJounte Murray, he's a decent player. He's a top 100 player, probably, but we never know. I mean, this that team is okay. I really don't know how to feel about them. And then at four, you got the Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks easily could get second place. I don't think they will. I think you got to hope Porzingis stays healthy. That's the thing. You don't know if he'll stay healthy or not. I mean, come, he hasn't played in like, has it been like over a year or something? He hasn't played in a while. So, it's anybody's guess when he's going to come back. I mean, of course, you got Luka, but, I mean, as he as last year showed, he can't carry the team all by himself. And then at five, I had the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have a bright future ahead of them, though. Jaron Jackson, very good. John Morant looked very good in the preseason from what I saw of him in the preseason. So the Southwest Division is kind of a mess. We don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah. So now to my Western Conference playoff predictions. I got the LA Clippers at number one, and I feel like that's probably because Kawhi is a top three MVP candidate this year. Then you have the Lakers, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Trailblazers, and the Pelicans. No, I feel like I under—I feel like I underseeded the Blazers. I feel like they could probably get the five, but I really—I feel like the Jazz are better than a seventh place team. I feel like they're so much better than that. The Warriors, they're kind of a question mark. I don't know whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. Nobody really knows, actually, about that. It's kind of weird. So, for the Western Conference, how I think it's going to go for them, I think the Clippers sweep the Pelicans, the Lakers. I think the, I think the Blazers might give them a run for their money, but I'd take the Lakers in six there. The Rockets and Warriors. I'll take the Rockets in seven. And then the Nuggets Jazz series. I'm going to take the Jazz in seven. Give me the Jazz there. 
And then in the second round, we have got the Lakers Jazz. Not the Lakers Jazz. Clippers Jazz. Give me the Clippers there. Probably in five. And then you have the Lakers and the Rockets. I don't know. I don't know. This will be a seven-game series no matter who wins it. You could take either one, but give me the Lakers. I think you've got playoff LeBron, and LeBron is known for going off in the playoffs. So give me, so you got Lakers, Clippers, and the Western Conference Finals. Give me the Clippers, probably in seven. This game, all these games are going to be at the Staples Center, which is kind of funny. But give me the Lakers, not the Lakers, the Clippers to win the West. So now to the Eastern Conference playoffs. For my seeds, I got the number one Milwaukee Bucks, number two the 76ers, three the Celtics, four the Pacers, five the Heat, six the Raptors, seven the Hawks, and then eight the Nets. Now, I put the Hawks at seven. Now, that kind of seems like a hot take. I don't know how to feel on that one. That I'm pretty high on the Hawks this year. I think as good of a young core as they have, as I previously mentioned, I feel like that team has got to at least get close. If they don't make the playoffs, they're going to be very close to making it. So, for the for the series predictions, I got the Bucks. I'd say they probably win in five over the Nets. The Sixers, Hawks, give me the Sixers in a sweep. The Celtics, Raptors. This one I was debating for a long time. But I'm going to take the Celtics in seven. And then for the Pacers Heat, give me the Pacers in seven. I think they finally get out of the first round. So now in the Eastern Conference semifinals, we got the Bucks, Pacers. Give me the Bucks in probably five. And then we got the 76ers Celtics. Give me the 76ers probably in seven. And now we got the Bucks versus the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to take the Bucks in a seven-game series in that one. I think Giannis is the reason that they get that they get over the hump and finally get to the finals. And that's my NBA Finals prediction. In the NBA Finals from the West, I got the LA Clippers. And from the East, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. So for the Finals prediction, I'm going to take the Clippers over the Bucks in probably seven. And I think the reason is because they have they will have home court more than likely in Game 7. At least I feel like they probably will. And I feel like that's the reason is because they get Game 7 at home. And then my finals MVP, I'm going to give it to Kawhi again. I think Kawhi, Kawhi could even win MVP this year. It wouldn't shock me if he did. You know, if Giannis wins MVP, that also, uh, he's the favorite to win MVP. He has one to three odds at winning the MVP this year again. So it wouldn't shock me if the Bucks do win the series. But I think the Clippers have a better supporting cast. And you have Lou Williams coming off your bench. Lou Williams is a good NBA player, at least to me he is. So that's why I'm going to take the LA Clippers as your 2020 NBA champion. So now for my award predictions. For MVP, I was kind of bouncing around three different players. Giannis, Kawhi, and Steph Curry. For Steph Curry, the one thing they may be able to hold against him is the success of his team. Now, if they go out and they get the three seed in the playoffs, then I say yes, he probably gets the MVP depending on how well he plays and if he gets hurt or not. 
for Kawhi, I mean, in, in my predictions, he's going to win the NBA championship. But Giannis gives a valiant effort and possibly wins them a series. So, for my prediction for MVP, I'm going to take Giannis. For a second consecutive year, I'll take Giannis. But I think this is probably the closest MVP race we've possibly ever had. For Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to take Rudy Gobert again. I mean, it's kind of obvious who it's going to be. Most Improved Player, give me Bam out of bio. Now, I feel like the only option on the Miami Heat is Jimmy Butler, but... I feel like Bam Adebayo could be a decent second option, or maybe even third option for that team. I mean, in my predictions, I had them winning the Southeast Division, so, I mean, he kind of seems like an obvious choice. For rookie of the Year. This one I also had kind of a little debate about. Whether to go with Zion or the field. And then I ended up going with Zion. Now, even though he'll be out the first six to eight weeks of the season, I still think he gets it done. What I saw of him in the preseason was insane. Like, the dude looked like an absolute freak. So, I'll take Zion to win Rookie of the Year, too. Thank you for listening to the Sports Rookie Podcast. I will see you all next time.